grief and how to heal that grief, how to sit with that grief, and how to allow that grief to transform us, prepare us, and make us ready for what is coming next in life. I can't wait to spend this time with you. Let's get started. I am so happy you are here. You know, for today's podcast, I was all prepared to come in all inspirational and motivational, (laughs) but I feel kind of sad today. So I actually thought we'd meet each other here because my bet is you might be sad. And we're going to talk about all the different ways that sadness and grief shows up in our life today and talk about how to heal that and how to sit with that, first of all, first and foremost, and then how to process it and allow it to do what it needs to do because grief serves a very important process in our life. Grief prepares us. Grief strengthens us. Grief shows us where we need to fortify our own soul and heart to be prepared for what's coming next for what's what's happening next in our life but and if we don't take this time to get quiet and soothe our soul and soothe our heart well then we find ourselves unprepared for what we need to do and where we need to be for whatever it is that's coming toward us next and i find often we want to honor when it's a loved one that we're grieving I often find that we then want to honor them in some particular way that was important to them. And what better way to work towards something or honor someone or help someone else when you've been in that place? There's no way that you can tap into empathy or work from empathy or give from empathy unless you've experienced it yourself. And when you have experienced the pain and the grief, and then you give from that opening, well, this is when the divine is really felt being given through you. And, you know, as we know, my mom was Christmas queen. So we just finally put away all of the holidays. And there's one particular light up house that I actually kept out that was hers. And I feel like she's kept this light on for me during the holidays. So we had some illness. We had a little bit of crazy. We had a a family member pass away. There has been so much to go on this past month. And yet every time I turned on her lighted house, it was amidst the trees. I have it set up with all of these beautiful metallic winter trees around it. And it's just this one little house that has a light inside and I would turn it on every day. And it was as if she was holding this light for me within this house. And it was this connection that I felt with her. And I would say, hi mom. (laughs) And there was a week where my husband was really sick. So he slept in the room and I slept in the living room with the house. And I actually kept the lighted house on the entire time. And, and it was this symbolic feeling of she was holding that light throughout the night for me. She was holding space for me. She was beaconing that light for me. She was the lighthouse for me as I was trying to be everything to everyone and to myself. And I think that's what we do with grief. I think 
so often it is we we feel that we need to continue on but i can tell you from you know my my mom passed away in 2008 my dad passed away in 1999 so there has been a lot of years and a lot of grief healing to happen and what i have found is one of the most important things is that we close ourselves for repair that we actively choose to not do anything. And the only way to heal our grief is to actually take action and to do things. However, closing for repair is a conscious choice. And it's a very important conscious choice as we carve out this time to just sit with the sadness, the meaningfulness of their life, the impact that they have made in our life. And grief shows up in a myriad of ways. And so here I'm, I'm speaking mostly of losing a loved one, and that's the one that we go to first. However, grief shows up in so many different ways. And in fact, I wrote a blog several years ago on the 10 different ways grief shows up in our lives. And so we have the loss of a loved one. It could be an end of a relationship, but it could also be the end of a friendship. And maybe something went down with that friendship, but it could also be that you have done so much self-work, back to energy as I always tie everything back to, that your energetic vibration has raised so high that you're not on the same frequency anymore and they're on a different frequency than you and you just don't resonate anymore and that is okay. We allow things to go that need to go. We bring in things that it's time for them to come. It doesn't mean that there isn't love there. It is simply that there is not a resonance there. So there's no lack of love. It's just a lack of resonance. And perhaps at some point, you will be on the same resonance again. This is how relationships ebb and flow together. And as we allow things that we don't want to go away just as easily as we allow the things to come that we do want, well, that is when we bask in this state of connection and knowingness and grace being struck with illness, we grieve the time of life that we had before we were sick, or if we've had a side effect from being ill, we grieve the life that we had before we had this. And to know and understand that it is an energetic experience, knowing that as you see yourself whole and complete, you can raise your vibration into this state and shift your body's experience back into the state of wholeness and completeness. And we grieve not only when we've been ill, but also when we're caring for aging parents. We grieve life before we have that responsibility. We grieve that our parents are getting older. We grieve our own childhood. We grieve that we don't have someone to take care of us. Now we have to take care of them. There are so many emotions. But when we can acknowledge that it is grief, that we are feeling in each of these stages, we begin to be kinder to ourselves. We begin to be more gentle with ourselves. Just like what, what do you do when you find out that someone is grieving you send them a card or you cook food for them or you send them flowers, you do call and check in on them. You are kinder. You are nicer. You are more gentle to them. When we can show ourselves this same type of love and compassion This is where we truly begin to heal our grief. Number five, losing a job. 
There are so many components to grief in losing a job. We feel sad that we've missed our old co-workers. We can be sad that we don't know maybe where we're going next. Trusting and knowing, though, that the universe is always blessing you. Life is happening for you, not to you. Trusting and knowing that blessings are on their way and allowing yourself to be in this flow. Our our bodies, our souls are always seeking equilibrium. This is the basis of homeopathy is it's always trying to help your own body reach its own state of equilibrium. And this is true of physical health, mental health, emotional health, energetic health. It is always seeking equilibrium. So when we are in a state of transition, trusting and knowing you are reaching a new and higher equilibrium is a fantastic way to bring in something higher vibe, higher level, and what your next step is intended to be because you are always being blessed. Number six, not just losing jobs, but even changing jobs can draw in grief. We miss our daily routine. Maybe we had really good friends at that old job. The new job feels very new and different, and there isn't the history of relationship that exists there. And so we grieve not having that connection point yet. That's not to say that we won't and that we won't have an even better connection point. But initially, it's okay to allow yourself to grieve the lack of this connection. Children going to school. This can be kindergarten. This can be high school. This can be college, leaving the home. And in fact, uh, my oldest daughter just went off to college. And this weekend, we were at the grocery store. We were taking her back back to school after winter break. And there was this cute little boy. There's puddles everywhere. We live in California. And there's flood puddles everywhere. And so this darling, I don't know, six-year-old little boy was stomping through his puddles, having the best time. And out loud, I said, oh my gosh, that's fantastic. And, you know, before the parents then said, you know, stop, what are you doing? This is your last pair of shoes. And they were so frustrated. And, And I had my college student with her school sweatshirt on. And, and I said, I'm so sorry. I said, Trust me, they're, before you know it, they're going to be gone and going off to college and you will miss these times. And she then said, I'm just so tired. And there's this grief of missing life before all this responsibility. However, there's also this grief. If anyone told me how hard this process was to launch your child and then to look at the mothering that you felt like would happen forever in your life that then all of a sudden then begins to transition into its next chapter. This is powerful grief that our house is experiencing right now as we begin to transition into what this next chapter looks like. As she, go, as she is going off and we're transitioning into a new life here at home. Moving moving homes, we're changing neighborhoods. We miss that in the same way that the job brought on grief, changing neighborhoods, changing homes, changing neighbors, changing dry cleaners or takeout Chinese food restaurants, all of these things that are new and familiar, when we have to replace them all, it can trigger grief over the old. And so just welcoming and trusting and knowing this 
allows our heart to begin to heal, draw in more compassion, and be prepared and to be strengthened for what comes next. Having children, so as much as we are sad when our children leave for school and that whole picture of parenthood looks differently, having children itself actually causes grief. Of course, we are so happy to bring in this beautiful life into this world, but I think there's something here that so many people do not talk about. We grieve the life that we had before we had responsibility, before we had this pressure of another life, before life before a full night of sleep. It's okay to grieve the life that you had before you had a child. It is healthy. It is natural. And it is, I'm giving you permission right now to grieve that space. And of course, you can grieve and love and appreciate and be grateful all at the same time. In fact, grief and gratitude live in the same energetic space in our body. So they both live in our heart chakra. And as we grieve, we begin to make room for gratitude. And I will talk about that in just one more moment after I get past number 10. Getting married. Getting married is wonderful and beautiful and amazing. And I'm a realist. <laughs> we grieve the life before we had to compromise. We grieve the life that we had when we had full autonomy. And yes, you can be super grateful that you're married. You can love your spouse and you can grieve life as a single person. And again, when we can appreciate and acknowledge that it is grief that we are feeling, then we can be kinder to ourselves. We can be nicer to ourselves. We can transition, emotionally transition this experience into this next level so that our energetic vibration can raise it can, our hearts can process and our energy can raise into this next chapter. So back to grief and gratitude living in the same space. They both live here in our heart chakra. And as we grieve, we begin to heal slowly, very slowly at first. But we transition and move into this space of gratitude, that we begin to give gratitude for this person's life and the ways that they held a lantern in their house for you, in ways that they helped you, in the ways that they taught you, things that you say will come out of your mouth that they used to say that you then can find gratitude for. You find yourself doing things that they may have once done that you then find gratitude and it is in these little bits of gratitude that draw us closer and closer to a feeling of being healed, closing for repairs, giving ourselves that space, acknowledging that this person was really important in our life. And we grieve because we loved them. We grieve because they made an impact on us. And maybe that is when you can begin your gratitude practice for them giving gratitude for all the little things that they brought into our life. Because as we do that, that transitions this energy. Energy can never be deleted. It can only be shifted or changed. So how can you change this energy here in this space when you feel right and ready to do that? No one, there is no appropriate path. There is no right or wrong in grief. The only thing that I would say 
in all of my grief training and grief experience is you do have to choose to do something to heal your grief. If that is journaling, if that is cooking their favorite dinner, or that can be closing for repair, but actively choose and consciously choose that you're closing for repair. This is, I think, a very important distinction that allows us to not feel depressed. Like, no, I'm choosing to have this autonomy right now. I'm choosing to have this space. And when I am ready, I will begin to move forward and I will use gratitude to begin to activate this energy in a new and different way so that my grief begins to move to gratitude. And, you know, Steve Jobs in a commencement speech that he gave many years ago, talked about connecting the dots, that we can always connect the dots backwards, but we're very, we can't connect the dots forward to know, wow, life had to happen X, Y, Z in this order for this to happen. So as much as I miss my mom and wish that she was here and definitely appreciated having her holding her lantern throughout the night for me this past month, when I look back on my life and I look at When she passed away, I then wrote angel birthdays for my family so that we could celebrate her life and reposition how we were going to celebrate her life. And then angel birthdays, I then became a grief minister because so many people were talking to me about their grief and I didn't know the words. I didn't have the training that I needed. So I became a grief minister. And then I started talking and giving grief talks hosting grief workshops. And then my message shifted into that grief shows up everywhere in our life, not just when people pass away. And then I became a Reiki master. Then I became a hypnotherapist. Then I opened Love Heal Thrive, the center. And now I'm knocking down walls and have this podcast and YouTube and insight meditation. And I think and look at all the people that she has helped me touch as an inspiration from her. I have gone on to do all these things in her honor in ways that I know that she would want people to be healed and touched. And so there are times when I miss her, but I shift that grief by applying my gratitude. And it is in this appreciation for all the things that have happened in honor of her that I begin to see how this grief has prepared me, has strengthened me, has readied me, has guided me into the life that I'm meant to live. How is your grief guiding you to live and do and be in a different way? Who do you want to honor? How can you honor? Or is it time to right now close for repair? And that is amazing too. Just make that conscious choice and know you're choosing this space for yourself. And if you find that you are waking up between three and five every night, that's okay. This is according to TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, our lungs repair during the hours of 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. And this is where we heal the lung energy and grief resides in our lung energy. But as you continue to do this work and gratitude does not initially happen you know, if you would have told me that I needed a gratitude practice when I, right after my mom passed away, I would not have believed you. But now almost 15 years away from that experience and having 
experienced this journey and have walked this journey, I now begin to understand the steps that were needed to take in order for this healing to happen. So I want to share that with you. How, how can you find gratitude? So I would love to hear, how are you applying your gratitude practice to your grieving heart? Knowing this is the pathway and it is baby steps. It is one small step at a time recognizing that there are small little things that we can be grateful for. But as you do, you begin to transform this heavy energy into a lighter, more elevated energy here in this space. And when you do, you begin to heal and you begin to attract the healing, the strength and the preparation of what this grief was brought here into your life to do. Grief is a powerful conduit that draws us into the life we're meant to live. My heart is going out to you. I understand I have walked your walk and I hope that I can continue to help you love yourself enough to heal and heal yourself enough to thrive. Take care. Thank you so much for being here and spending this time with me. I would love to hear in the comments down below, what are you activating on? What are you giving gratitude for? or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. I would love to join you every Monday. Love yourself enough to heal. Heal yourself enough to thrive. Take care.